Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Back and better than ever, Greeny, presented by Progressive Insurance. I just remember what it was I was going to say. So, a couple of things. If you're just joining us, I got my nostrils waxed. Not a great day. Not a great move. Purely my own mistake. Uh, I have no other way to put it. But a few other things. The primary reason that it was a colossal mistake was that it hurt like hell. It, in fact, still hurts. Um, It it does feel... (laughs) Even now, it doesn't feel right. Every time I breathe in, I, it's just not right. Something's and it's just, not smooth? It's some, not smooth? No, it's not smooth. I was expecting it to be smooth. It is like a barren wasteland. It's, it, it's, it, it, it's, it's like a sandpapery. The inside of your nose is not smooth. Like, if, if you ever, like Jenny is sitting here, if you wax her legs, they're going to feel smooth. If you touch, like, her calf, of course, it's going to feel smooth. The inside of your nose is not the same epidermis. I'm convinced of that. I don't know this. I'm not a doctor. I'm not an ENT or anything. But I, I don't think the skin inside your nose is the same skin you have on the rest of your body. So it doesn't get soft. It just gets gross. So that's the first thing. Here's the second thing I was going to say. I smell better, and that's bad. To be clear, I don't mean that if you smelled me, I smell better. I mean, I can smell you better now. I can smell things I can't usually smell. And that is a drawback. Remember when, like, you could get COVID and, like, you might lose your sense of smell? I was always intrigued by that. Losing your sense of smell might not be like at least diminishing your sense of smell i find almost all smells unpleasurable most things you can smell i'd rather not so there are five senses and you're telling me that smell for you is number five. Oh my god it's not even on the list i mean if you're telling me i could lose any one of them any one of them who among us would not lose smell you could live the whole rest of your life and not smell anything better than more so than touch yeah you gotta touch you have to smell, too. No, you don't have to smell. <laughs> you think your life is made better by not being able to smell? Than touching? Remember the whole birds and bees conversation we were going to have a minute ago? I do. Yeah, I think, that, I, think, I think I rest my case. So I'm certainly not losing touch, sight, hearing. What's the other one? He- hearing and vision are the most, are the most pivotal, I think. That was smell, sight. taste, and touch. Smell, smell taste, t- taste. Yeah. I, 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 I mean, of the five senses, smell is by far last. Nothing's even close. Do you think we should kick it out like we did Pluto? Well, I mean, I don't know that it's an option to kick it up. What I'm saying is what you don't want it is enhanced. So you know what I cannot take? You know you get into a car, like an Uber or something like that, and the guy's got like that little tree thing hanging, and he thinks he's doing a great thing. It is vomititious and it was so overwhelming today i had a mask in my pocket you know from the covid days i still have masks all over i put it on i'm just in the back of an uber i had covid like three weeks ago i'm not getting covid but i put the mask on because i'm like you know what it stinks in here you used it to not smell the the the, like the black tree hanging from the mirror that's correct (laughs) yes i did and i'll do it again i will do it again now one more thing has come up 
when we were talking about waxing, I've never had anything waxed. Mike had his legs waxed on the old show, and I, I, and I was there for it, but it didn't seem like it hurt him that much. And 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 when it did, I thought he was kind of putting it on, yeah. you know, for the sake of the show. So Jenny, who again is in for Brandon today, says in the break, I have a wax machine, which who knew that was a thing? But so she can bring the machine in so we can create a wager. Bubba, Cam, and Hembo. We need to create a wager amongst the three of you in which whoever finishes last has to get their nostrils waxed. Why? What? What? Uh, No, no. Why do we know? Why not? I am, I don't want to do anything, I think anything to do with you it. You just want us to do that because of your mistake? No, I didn't make a this In this case, you would be losing a bet. Mm-hmm. Like the old show. Like on Mike and Mike, did I want to dance with, uh, what's her name? Anna right, Trebuskaya. but Golik had like his arm wax or whatever it was. No, he got his legs waxed. Or legs. I, I would do that way before I got my, the nose sounds horrific. How long did and it I take? I could have told you that before you went in. How long did the waxing take? Yeah. Less than a second. Oh, like it was just like one strip in each nostril? Yeah, he kind of fills the whole thing in, right? And he got like a whole, he kind of makes little circles in there. Yeah. Like, and, and then, and they just, and he's got the Q-tip hanging from it. And then you wait until it dries enough that it's kind of stuck on there. Yeah. And that then sounds you, Then he goes horrible. one, two, three, shwoop, and it's out. Question. Pass. What? Would you rather have to experience that again or hear me sing a Creed song? Oh, again. <laughs> are you kidding I would, un- I, would, I would have every part of me waxed. <laughs> I would, I would, I'm going to run out of the machine. I'll tell you that right now. Anyway, so that's the whole waxing thing we got going on here. Let's get to some other stuff in here. You can be a part of Greeny Nation on the Dr. Pepper call-in line. ESPN Nation is presented by Dr. Pepper. It's not college football season without the delicious taste of an ice-cold Dr. Pepper, the one that fans deserve. Let's move on to um, something different, and, and we're going to call this draft prep. So you ready for the draft? Let's get started. Greeny's Draft Prep. So I have begun my draft prep. I always started at the beginning of the year, and yesterday I was actually looking at a couple of mock drafts, none of which, by the way, and that's not the subject here, but none of which have Michael Penix in the first round. So if that kid didn't play his way into the first round the other night, then no one ever has. The questions on Penix are all about his knees. He's had two ACLs. So that's going to be what makes the NFL general managers nervous. But there are four quarterbacks right now that are projected to go very high in this draft. Caleb Williams and Drake May, who will go one and two in either order. I think it's going to be Williams. Um, But there's a long process. Then Jaden Daniels, who's the quarterback from LSU, who won the Heisman, who I love. And then J.J. McCarthy, who we will see one more time on Monday night in the championship game. And you can have whatever opinion of those guys that you want. The Bears, and we have talked about this ad nauseum, but now it is official, for the second consecutive year, have the first pick in the draft. And by the way, Ryan Poles, who was their general manager, who has been heavily criticized, and in some cases rightly so. They've made some bad decisions. But that's going to go down as one of the greatest trades ever. He traded away last year's number one, He wound up getting the receiver. He wound up still getting a great offensive tackle in last year's first round. And he got the first pick in this year's draft, which if he wants to, he can turn into three more number ones. So that's going to wind up being a great, great trade. Most of the people that you talk to inside the sport, the term you used earlier, the intelligentsia, who are rarely that intelligent, (laughs) will tell you, oh, the Bears have to take Caleb Williams. They have to restart the quarterback clock. I don't know if they have to or not. 
If they don't, the suitors are going to be crazy. So our friends Rick and Dave Rothenberg and DiPietro on ESPN Radio in New York have thrown the Giants hat into the ring. For those of you who don't know, Dave is, Dave is to the Giants as I am to the Jets, maybe even crazier as a fan. And he wants the number one pick. Even money that they keep Justin Fields, plus 150 that they draft a quarterback. So, it's I mean, it's right there. Well, I mean, you said it, though. Uh, I mean, the fact that Iberflus is coming back, and then on top of that, what you could get for the first overall pick right now. You get three ones. And it sounds like I, I read an article yesterday that maybe, what are saying, a second or third round pick for Justin Fields. You're the Giants, Caleb Williams. You love them. This year's one, and the next two ones to draft Caleb Williams. Yeah. Yeah, I think you have to, right? If that's your guy, yeah. I think you have to. See, I don't, where are the Giants going to pick? Uh, five. See, so here's the point I'm going to make. At five, you are very likely to still be able to draft one of the big four quarterbacks in this class. Now, last year, Will Levis was thought to be one of that group, and he wound up going in the second round. When it's all said and done, he might be as good as any of these guys. C.J. Stroud looks like he's going to be unbelievable, and he probably will. Bryce Young, it certainly was a rocky first year. Anthony Richardson is exactly what I feared he was going to be, which is a ridiculously talented kid who's going to be hurt all the time. Hopefully he'll be great. And and then you had Levis, who was going to be the fourth guy, and, and he wound up falling out of the first round. And I think so far so good, right? We like what we've seen from him in Tennessee, oh, yeah. by and large. So what I'm saying is, in a league where nothing is a sure thing, nothing is a sure thing, Would you trade three number ones for Justin Fields? We've been attacking this problem from the other side. Would you trade Justin Fields to get the three ones? Or would you keep Fields? I want to attack this problem from the opposite side. Would you trade three ones to get the first pick in the draft? I would not. Because no matter how generational we think Caleb Williams is, like we always convince ourselves the top quarterback in the draft is between the end of the college football season and draft day. At best, it's a 50-50 proposition. Trevor Lawrence was like the surest thing we could ever imagine. And to date, his career has largely been a mixed bag. You can go through any list that you want. We're talking about, at best, a 50-50 proposition. Let's do it. Let's do it for guys who've been in the league. I think it's too early on Lawrence. It's not fair to him to say whether or not he would have been worth giving up three ones for. This is still only his third year in the league. His first year, his growth was stunted by maybe the worst coaching situation the league has ever seen in Urban Meyer. So let's take him out of the mix. Let's go backwards then, because a quarterback has gone one practically every year. So let's start in 2020. Would, you, would Joe Burrow have been worth three number one? Absolutely. Would Kyler Murray? No. So that's one yes and one no. Uh, would Baker Mayfield? No. That's one yes and two no's. Would, so Miles Garrett went in the middle there. Jared Goff? No. That's three no's. Jameis Winston? No. Four no's. Jadeveon Clowney, Eric Fisher, Andrew Luck? Yes. That's two. Uh, Cam Newton? Yes. That's three. Sam Bradford? No. That's five. Matthew Stafford. Yes. That's four. Um, then before that was uh, Jake Long, who was a tackle. Jamarcus Russell. <laughs> obviously not. Um, Mario Williams. Let's go back to the beginning of the, of the, of the millennium. Mario Williams wasn't a, a, Alex Smith. No. Certainly not. Uh, Eli Manning. Yes. That's five yeses. Carson Palmer. No. Seven. Michael Vick. Oh, excuse me. I missed one. David Carr. No. It's nine. 
Michael Vick. Michael Vick's a no, but it's a, it's a, that's a tough one based on his circumstances. Michael Vick would have been a yes right. had it not been for mm-hmm. what happened. Let's even give that yes. Sure. So t- your point is made by the fact that s- we would have six of the— l- going back to the beginning of the 2000s, there have been 15 quarterbacks who fit this criteria. We're, we're going to say it's too soon to tell on Trevor Lawrence and on Bryce Young. Of the 15, six of them you would say were not worth it, and nine of them you would say were. So if that is your data, if, that, if that's your jumping off point, why would you trade three number ones for the first pick in the draft? Why would you move up to the second pick, which is going to be less expensive? Why wouldn't you stay where you are and take Jaden Daniels and put good pieces around him and give him excellent coaching? Lamar Jackson was the last pick in the first round. Josh Allen was the third quarterback taken the year that he came out. These guys are the stars of the league right now. Patrick Mahomes was the second quarterback drafted the year that he came out. He went ninth or tenth, whatever it was that he went. Going up to get Caleb Williams, look, I wish Caleb Williams nothing. I hate talking like this because I, it sounds like, you know, you, you're, I'm not criticizing the kid. I love the kid. Everything I know about him. I've met his parents because they were out in L.A. one time when we were there for the NBA, and Wilbon introduced me to them. Wonderful family, wonderful kid, incredibly talented player. Love him, wish him nothing but the best. I hope he winds up being the next Aaron Rodgers. But I would not trade three number one picks for anyone. Anyone. I, just, I wouldn't. No, I think you're a hundred percent right. We have we are a. Sul- I would trade three number one picks for people who are playing in the league now for stuff I know. Right. I like doing things in life with information that I know. I would trade three number ones for Patrick Mahomes right now. Of course, so fast it would make your head spin. Not things that I think. That that is the we have we we are a celebrity obsessed culture and and this is a quarterback obsessed industry. We have these arrogant coaches and GMs and player development types that are sure that they can turn a college quarterback into an NFL superstar. When we know, based on all the data and all the evidence, that you have a far better chance of your program succeeding if you build a strong infrastructure, if you have a strong foundation, and if you happen to hit right on the quarterback, but not at the expense of everything else. Look at the Bears historically. Look at the Browns historically. Look at the Jets historically. They are quarterback-obsessed franchises, and they are franchises that historically lose. And and that might be... Maybe to take what your thought a step further is that what they think they've been missing all along is the quarterback. And the reality is they've gotten almost everything wrong around the quarterbacks. And so none of them ever had a chance to succeed. This is not the NBA. We're like getting LeBron James winds up making you a great team. Let me ask you a question. Okay, I'm going to ask a controversial question coming up next. I'm going to ask a question that is going to infuriate some people, but I think it is worth asking. And we'll do it right after this word from Vivid Seats. Check off that New Year's bucket list with tickets from Vivid Seats, your home for every tackle, slap shot, and slam dunk. Vivid Seats celebrates fandom with unbeatable rewards like free tickets, surprise seat upgrades, and annual birthday deals. With Vivid Seats rewards, you earn with every purchase. From tip-off to final buzzer, Vivid Seats has a great selection and great prices on all the 2024 games that matter to you. Just visit VividSeats.com or download the app today. Vivid Seats, the official ticketing partner of ESPN. I will ask you a question you need to hear next ESPN Radio. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had, happened in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. 
Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Greeny today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Greeny, the podcast. All right, Greeny, with you here on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. We are live at the Seaport District at Pier 17, brought to you by Chase. And here's the question of the day. You ask these questions. Greeny's question of the day. So we were just going through, if you're just joining us, the we have our buddy Dave Rothenberg, who was campaigning for his beloved New York Giants, to offer three number ones to the Bears for the rights to draft Caleb Williams. And it is my belief that that would be crazy. Absolutely crazy. I would offer three number ones for the rights to Patrick Mahomes right now, but I wouldn't have offered them when he was coming out of the draft. And let me ask you the following question. The Chicago Bears took Mitchell Trubisky second in the draft the year that Patrick Mahomes wound up going, I think, 10th, right? If they had taken Mahomes, would we be talking about Mahomes as one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time? Would Mahomes have two MVPs? Would he have been in three Super Bowls? Or would Patrick Mahomes, like all the other quarterbacks, have been damaged by the impossible circumstances into which he came and be sitting in exactly, maybe not where Trubisky is today, He's too good not to have turned into a good player. But is there any chance that he would be on his way to being one of, let's just say it conservatively, one of the five greatest quarterbacks that ever played? No, I would say almost no chance. Almost no chance. That's the point. You agree? Agree. I'm setting it up that way. That's the whole premise. That's why you don't trade three number ones. Teams, you said it right. The Bears, the Jets, these teams that are always chasing quarterbacks. But what they get wrong every time is that it isn't the quarterback. 
It wasn't Sam Darnold's fault, and it wasn't Zach Wilson's fault. And it wasn't, uh, what was the name, Cade McNown's fault, and it wasn't this, Jay Cutler's fault. And it wasn't this one, and it wasn't that one. It was the fact that you've got the wrong people in place around them. It was the fact that you don't have good coaching. You don't have stability in the front office and the owner suite. You don't have uh, the right people making the personnel decisions, so you're putting the right places around them. You don't have any patience whatsoever so that the moment something goes sideways, you listen to the fans and you blow with the wind and you wind up making enormous changes before anyone can actually accomplish anything in the first place. That's why these quarterbacks fail. It's not because they were bad. Every one of them might have been good. Quarterbacks, more of them are ruined than are developed. That is a certainty. And you know what else is a certainty? More of them could have turned out really good if they had been in good situations. So, Again, if Mitchell Trubisky had been drafted by Kansas City, am I saying that he'd be the greatest quarterback ever? Certainly not. But his career wouldn't be what it is now. If Sam Darnold had been drafted by, by um, uh, San Francisco and uh, why is his name? Kirk Sh- uh, Shanahan. Why is his name? Kyle Shanahan. Sorry. By Kyle Shanahan. Would, would he be a bust? Which is what everyone in New York called him? Absolutely not. So to me, if you give up three number ones to take a player and you are not in any way ready to turn that player into a great player, you're exactly right. That's ego. That's someone saying, oh, you give me that lump of clay and I'm exactly the person who is going to mold it into the, the, you know, the statue of David. When the reality is the statue of David exists. Well, that's a terrible analogy because it is just a unique thing, but, but you understand the point I'm making. This is, this is as much a product of the environment as it is anything else. Agree or oh, disagree? Agree. It's almost exclusively a product. And that's not to diminish Patrick Mahomes or anyone else that turns out great. But in his particular case, he gets to, he's drafted by a team with a Hall of Fame coach. He's drafted uh, to a team with maybe the best bridge quarterback of all time in Alex Smith, the hand in the baton, with a Hall of Fame wide receiver and a Hall of Fame tight end. Like, nothing could have possibly been better, especially when they gave him a year to learn, which is the other thing that teams regularly fail to do. Uh. A lot of these decisions are driven by ownership. I am convinced that I'm convinced that Bryce Young is the Panthers quarterback right now because David Tepper wanted him to be a year ago because he watched some TV show and he heard someone say he's just like Patrick Mahomes and we want a face of our franchise, so we're getting that guy because I like Patrick Mahomes. It's so much more complex than that. Just because quarterback is the most important position in sports doesn't mean that you have to put everything else in your organization behind that. It is an important thing. But when you make an important thing the ultimate thing, you wind up failing more often than not, and that's why you see these organizations in this vicious cycle. Yeah, so, so let's go back in time. Let's just use the Bears. The Bears take Justin Fields first in 2021, and they throw him out there. He starts 10 games as a rookie. They take Mitchell Trubisky, and they throw him out there. He starts 12 games. They go, well, Cutler's a different example because they, Rex Grossman, and that's a bad example too, but whatever. The point is you draft these guys, And you just throw them out there. The Jets are a better example, and I know that one off the top of my head. When the Jets drafted Sam Darnold, they had two veterans on their roster. They had Teddy Bridgewater, and they had someone else. And now I can't remember who it was. You mean another quarterback, right? Right. And they, they, they decided... For no reason, just to play Darnold in his first, starting his first game, he played on a Monday night against Detroit. The first pass he ever threw was brought back for a touchdown by the other team. There was no reason to start him immediately. Terrible decision. Everything they did to that kid ruined him. 
Everything that the Giants did to Daniel Jones the first couple of years ruined him. To his everlasting credit, Jones bounced back and had a good year. So the other uh, premise that you're assuming, if you're going to trade three ones for Caleb Williams, if you're the Giants, is that you're giving up on Daniel Jones? Like, have we just give? Is that it? We're just we're done with him now? It sounds like Davis. Uh, look, I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and tell him he's wrong for that. Like, that's probably not. I'm very, very torn on that. I would never have given him the contract he got in the first place. So I'm not going to sit here and say, well, you should compound the mistake by never letting it go. But I guess, what, but Baba and Cam, let me get you guys into this conversation because you hear what we're saying and we are generally on the same side. Do you take the other side? If you are rooting for a bad team, you're both rooting for teams that have good quarterbacks. You've got Jalen Hurts and, and, and uh, Dak Prescott quarterbacking your teams. They're both good and they're both young. And not first-round picks, by the way. And neither one of them. That's exactly right. Jalen Hurts was a second-round pick and Dak went in the fourth round. But if you were in this situation, would you trade three ones for a for a, a rookie who looks like he has a chance to be an all-time great? I, I don't think I would because – like we just went over that success rate. I think the success rate is so low and yeah, I'm just not convinced it's going to work out. So, um, and like you just mentioned, the, we're talking about the, the, the quarterbacks we have Dak late round pick, you know, Eagles second round pick. So I think you can find someone later who's good enough. It's just not worth sacrificing so much of your future with just the hope that maybe they'll be that good. I, to me, I just think the success rate as we just saw when we went through it is so low that it's just not worth it. So let me throw another thought out there, and you tell me um, if if this factors in in any way to the conversation. Using the same criteria, and there are far fewer people involved, if you use the number one pick on a player who isn't a quarterback, does it hit more often than not? So let's take out Trayvon Walker because it's too recent. Mm-hmm. So let's go back in time. There's just not that many of these guys. The last player who went number one before that who was not a quarterback was Miles Garrett. How good is he? Definitely worth it. Right. Mm-hmm. So if people are killing themselves to go, go up and get quarterbacks, take that guy. The, the, the guy before him was Devion Clowney. Not worth it. Not worth what? He wasn't worth the first pick. He wasn't? He was good. He was not great. The guy before him was Eric Fisher. He was a good tackle in the league for a decade. Offensive tackle. Played for a he decade. He certainly wasn't a bust. Two Pro Bowls. Like Clowney. Prior to that, Jake Long. Excellent. Yeah. An excellent player. Multiple-time pro bowler. Mario Williams went the year before that. That was the year he went ahead of Reggie Bush. Mm -hmm. Four-time pro bowler. That was the right pick over Reggie Bush and Vince Young. Um, And then then we're we're out of the 2000s. Your best bet is not to take a player with the first pick. Your best bet is to trade it for more good players. Asset management. Your chances. Yeah. That's the point. Right. what, What Ryan Poles did last year is what Ryan Poles should do this year. And if you wind up collecting assets from those two trades, you have the collection of the best rookie contract players in the NFL. Those players combined with stability in your coaching staff equals Justin Fields becoming something like Jalen Hurts. Right. Let me put together the two things or I will use the Jets because they're the team that I know better. You give, if, if you do it right and you put this roster on him and you give him Garrett Wilson, Brees Hall, Elijah Vera Tucker, Jermaine Johnson, I'm forgetting one guy. Oh, Sauce Gardner. You get all these picks. Now, the Jets got them a different way, but mm-hmm. you get all these picks and you put all them on a team? Watch what Justin Fields can do. That's the point. Everyone always looks at how much better would Caleb Williams have to be than Justin Fields to justify that? 
People keep talking about the contract like it's such a big thing. He's got two more years. You control him for two more years. You pick up his fifth-year option. You don't owe him that much money at all. You have two more years. And as Jeff Saturday always says, I guarantee you in two years, there will be another quarterback in the draft that everyone says is That's the best one that ever lived. Right. 100% lock. I'm old enough to remember when everyone referred to last year's draft as the year everyone wanted to be in. Every team is lining up to get a quarterback in last year's draft. And then when we got to the draft, all we heard was every team is trying to trade out to get to next year's draft because that's when they really want the quarterbacks. These guys don't know what the hell they're doing. If there's one thing we've figured out, the intelligentsia is not that intelligent. (laughs) And as a consequence of all of that, where we are left is... I don't think you trade three number ones at all. And if you're the Bears and you can get three number ones, do it. Because your chances of getting at least one genuinely great player are much better. First guess it right now. Justin Fields, Caleb Williams, likelier to be the Bears' week one quarterback next year. I would bet my house it's Caleb Williams. I would bet my house. Because that's the easy way out? Because that's what people do. That's what they do. That you're scared. That is the the move that you make when you want to be able to explain it to your boss. Hmm. It is so easy to walk in. If you walk in there and you explain to you, let let's say three years from now, Caleb Williams is a superstar. How are you going to walk in there and explain we had the chance to take him and we didn't? Yeah, because you're going to have three first round draft picks and you're already going to be probably you're going to be borderline better than the other team. Well, I mean, that's the thing. No one's asking that question if you're winning championships. Mm-hmm. No one's asking that question of John Lynch in um, in San Francisco, even though he missed as badly as you can miss on uh, a Trey Lance because they, they remain the best team in the NFL. Right. I mean, because I think the alternative, if you don't draft him and you had like the second pick and you made a bad pick, that'd be one thing. But I think the Bears aren't going to draft him only if they're getting three first round picks. And I think in that sense, if you thought they got a lot for Bryce Young, if you thought the Niners got a lot for Trey Lance, wait until you see the package that some team puts together for Caleb Williams. It's going to be Herschel Walker esque. It's going to be one of the most lopsided trades potentially in terms of assets in the history of the NFL. I honestly hope the Giants do it because I feel like it would, it would fa- they would fail. <laughs> let, let me look at, so let me just go back to this. Let's make sure we're saying it's exactly right. This happened last year with Bryce Young, who was not as coveted as Caleb Williams is, but was still very coveted. The, the, the Panthers received the number one overall pick. The Bears received wide receiver DJ Moore, the ninth overall pick, the 61st overall pick, meaning a second-round pick, this coming year's first-round pick, and 2025 second-round pick. That's what the Bears got for Bryce Young. So you could probably flip that last one to a first-round pick. So you could, if you're the Bears, demand a, 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 a borderline star-caliber player. D.J. Moore is not, he's not A.J. Brown, he's not Stephon Diggs. He's a top-10 receiver. But, but he's, he's a, he's a top-10-ish mm-hmm. receiver. Plus... You flop first-round picks with whoever it is that's trading for him. So if it's the Giants, you're going to get the fifth pick. Mm-hmm. You, God help us, you might still get Marvin Harrison for that. Um, and if not, you get Keon Coleman, or the kid from Florida State, or someone else if that's what you want. And then you get another number two, and you get two more ones or something like that. you got to have your head examined if you don't do that. That is the trade to make. If you're the Bears, do it. It's less about is Fields better than Caleb Williams, and it is about how much worse. You've got to be so much better 
if you're Caleb Williams. And oh, by the way, we talk about how long you control these guys for. The going rate on these quarterbacks is that they get their deals done after their third season. So if you draft Caleb Williams and he's a superstar, then you got to pay him that monster contract in three years. You're controlling Justin Fields right now for two more. It's not that much of a difference at a very reasonable rate. He wasn't the first pick in the draft. He's not getting paid that much money. This is it has as little to do with fields as it has to do with what you could get. It's in logic. The trade. It's just logic. logic. Yeah. We assume things that we cannot assume. We project things that we cannot project. I watch Caleb Williams play a bunch of games this year. I can't say for sure that he's going to be a great NFL quarterback, especially independent of where he lands. There is absolutely no guarantee that three years from now, Caleb Williams will be any better than Justin Fields is right now. If I can collect a bunch of things for that asset, that's what a smart GM would do. Absolutely. I agree. Um, Okay, so we've got that in there. We did not hear from Cam. Cameron, I don't mean to exclude you from this conversation. Where do you fall? Feel free to disagree. I, we, we're all sitting here in agreement, and sometimes I think that then becomes intimidating that you don't want to be the one who goes the other way. I'd love you to go the other way if you feel the other way. I don't feel the other way. The only way Ooh. I would, sorry, would be if this wasn't such a quarterback-rich draft. Like you said, the Giants, if they want to, can still get Drake May, probably he might go number two, Michael Penix, any of these other guys. And I've been saying you're going to get panics way lower. Yeah, way lower. Well, you know, that's what I'm saying. There's so many quarterbacks in the draft. I think Caleb Williams will probably be the best one, but I don't know. And I don't think they do either. So there's no like you can't just like throw a dart at a dartboard and think you're going to hit it every time when you're making these picks just because this guy is touted as the next generational prospect because we keep saying Trevor Lawrence was, and two years from now, and one year from now, everyone be was. Everyone is. Justin Fields, not the first overall pick, but in the semifinals in the college football playoff, threw like six touchdowns, and we're still asking if he's like a good NFL quarterback. This isn't just because you play well in college, it's not always going to translate, especially if you don't have what you need around them to build. All right, so hold on a second. So you just bring up a really excellent point. How many of these guys were even wound up being the best quarterback in their own class? Like I'm gonna, I'm gonna, we're, we're gonna have. This is gonna take a little digging, but like just looking at last year, no one thinks that the quarterback who went number one was better than the quarterback who went number two, right? I mean, everyone thinks right now that C.J. Stroud is better. So what we have to do is go back. So the previous year, the first quarterback taken was Kenny Pickett. I actually found the perfect list for this. The bottom line of it is that right now, the best quarterback from that class might very well be Bailey Zappi. <laughs> Pickett has since oh, thrown. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm sorry. It's Brock Purdy. It's Brock Purdy. It's Brock Purdy. He was literally the last That's pick funny. in the draft. Right, we're going to do this coming up next, and wow. we'll figure it out. We're also going to do Hembo's Trivia after this from Vivid Seats. Check off that New Year's bucket list with tickets from Vivid Seats, your home for every tackle, slap shot, and slam dunk. Vivid Seats celebrates fandom with unbeatable rewards like free tickets, surprise seat upgrades, and annual birthday deals. With Vivid Seats awards you earn with every purchase. From tip-off to final buzzer, Vivid Seats has a great selection and great prices on all the 2024 games that matter to you. Just visit VividSeats.com or download the app today. Vivid Seats, the official ticketing partner of ESPN. Trivia, go. Who was the youngest quarterback in NFL history at the time of his second MVP award. Meaning Lamar Jackson's about to get his. The answer's Mm -hmm. next on ESPN Radio. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And... 
boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C. Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets but expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Greeny, the podcast. All right, Greeny with you on ESPN Radio as we roll along here, Hambo Trivia. Wow, okay, and how are your trivia skills? This is Sneaky Hambo Trivia. Regular sneaky or extra sneaky? Hambo, go. Who was the youngest quarterback in NFL history at the time of his second MVP award? Because Lamar Jackson's about to win his second and he's 26? He turns 27 on Sunday, but he will be the youngest when he does so. Okay, so... For those of you who were not with us yesterday, we decided to reset the counter on all this. So this is a new year. So Bubba got it right yesterday. So he's 1-0 and Cam and I are 0-1. And so here's my resolution when it comes to these guys. I have talked myself out of all the right answers by thinking they're too obvious. So I'm going to stop doing that. Well, I mean, if if that's what (coughs) makes you feel better, sure. I'm going to go with what I think is the obvious answer which is Patrick Mahomes. I think Patrick Mahomes is, he was the first name that jumped to my mind. So I'm going to go with Patrick Mahomes. Cam? Yeah, I'm between Mahomes and another guy, and I'm going with the other guy. That would be Brett Favre. That's not bad. (laughs) The only three to even think about are Brett Favre, Peyton Manning, and Mahomes. Yeah. Those are the only three names that came to my mind at all. I, I can't think of another person who won multiple MVPs. Uh, Kurt Kurt Warner, Steve Young, but they're all older, I think. All right, Bubba? Um, Yeah, I'm just going uh, Jim Brown. Quarterback. Yes, it's a quarterback. Quarterback was in the question. Mm -hmm. Did not hear that. That was like when he guessed the 1985 Bears. in the question. For worse. I I didn't hear that. When did you not hear it? Well, when he asked the question. 
Well, that's terrible. I, I mean, asked I, it twice. What were you otherwise listening to? <laughs> well, the last <laughs> That's unfortunate. Um, well, Jim Brown would have been right. I'm pretty sure he was like 23, but oh, invalid. Notably not a quarterback. Yeah. Yeah, let's, let's, not known for his quarterback. Let's make Bubba's answer, Jim Brown. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, so I would have been right. Well, someone was talking to me when you came, Just when, give twice, when you give came a, back. Give a quarterback. Name guess. a quarterback. Tell people to stop talking to you. We're live on the air. I'm a popular person. Um, I guess I'll go Mahomes. Okay, so that's two Mahomeses and a Favre. Hembo? The correct answer is... Brett Favre. Yes! Oh, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's Cam. Should have gone with your other gut. How close was I? Should have taken a running back. Um, Mahomes was runner-up. So what are the ages here? 27 and some odd days and 27 and some odd days. Oh, so it's the same wow. age. It's just by days. It's by days. But is Jim Brown the true youngest? He's the youngest by like five years. Uh, nice. But he was a tailback, or at the time I think I they called him a fullback. I know what position he played, but... <laughs> Do you? Not, I'm not happy with the way that whole thing played out. All right. Anyway, so what are we now? You're you're each one and one, and, and I'm you're all zero and two. two, just like last year. Oh, that sucks. I really happy have, new. I really. So Hembo has decided that this happy new thing is going to catch on. And you know what? I have to tell you guys something, Bubba and Cam. You're going to appreciate this because you're not here every day to see and hear this. The worst thing that ever happened to us was Hembo getting Jack. So Jack, who was our dopo, our director of printing operations, sure. who base he is basically Hembo's intern. I mean that Hembo has taken him on and just said, "You shall do whatever I need done." No, no, no. Whatever you, I you don't ever even leave the room that he doesn't follow you. He right? is to Hembo as Hembo is to you. But 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 Hembo has an actual job for me. The, right. Jack is just there to make Hembo feel good about himself. And Lizzie, my wife, hired him to, to agree with things. Is and, Jack and, being paid? Yes, but <laughs> quite modestly. <He's laughs> Does he get anything extra out of Hembo's paycheck? I did give him a backpack for Christmas that had ESPN He's, on it. Which was given to you for free. Yeah. Oh, the free one to that you clear. got? Yeah. So. There's also a pen. <laughs> if you, got, took, if he you got, took Jack out to dinner, would you pay with a gift card? We would split it. Did you give him a gift that did not say ESPN on it? No, and he bought me a lottery ticket. Did you? Oh, that's a whole other story we have to get into on another day. Yeah. We don't have enough time to do that one justice today. <laughs> but anyway, the point is, Hembo, for those of you who were with us yesterday, when I said Happy New Year, said Happy New, and when Cam and Bubba and I all pointed out that that's the stupidest thing anyone has ever said, Hembo decided, I actually think it's kind of good. And he turns to Jack, and Jack says, I think this might catch on. And so Jack Shut emboldens, up, Jack. emboldens Hembo. Do you remember, and Bubba's the only one in this conversation who's going to know what I mean. Do you remember Kramerica Industries? <laughs> the intern from NYU who goes to work for Kramer and emboldens him on all of his ideas. They're going to get like a, a, a rubber bladder and fill it with oil and all these ridiculous things they're going to do. Well, th- this is what Jack has done. So Jack has convinced Hembo. I'm not kidding. Jack has convinced Hembo this is actually going to become a thing. Happy new. Happy new. I mean, that has less of a chance of becoming a thing than anything I can think of. It's just, I think it has so much catch-on ability. It has a lot of awfulness. 
connected to it. It is covered in stink. You don't like the informality of it? I, I, I detest everything about it. And like the, the kind of cute it implications? Ma- it manages somehow to be both informal and pretentious, which is an almost impossible combination to pull <laughs> off. And yet it is. It is both informal and impossibly pretentious. If you walked into like a snooty party and they said, Happy New, you'd be like, get me the hell out of here. I'm not dealing with this person. And if you walked into... I don't know, a fast food restaurant, and they said, Happy New. You'd say, get me the hell out of here, too. It sucks no matter who you are. It's both. It's both. It's bad and it's worse. <laughs> and Jack <laughs> and Jack has somehow genuinely, Bubba, Jack has genuinely convinced Hembo that it's a good idea. Yeah, that's a problem. Uh, I think I think the uh, the Darren from Darren the intern is, a, is an a- apt comparison. Uh, I like that. And this is a real problem because... Hembo shouldn't have any followers, and the, and the fact that someone is is following his lead and saying that's the person I'm going to follow and do what he's doing, that's a problem. That's right. Like if 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 Hembo is the Pied Piper, we have societally no chance to <laughs> yeah, that's, recover. That's not good. So let me finish by just resharing with everyone who was not with us a little earlier why I may have been a little off my game today. I had my nostrils waxed yesterday. And the worst part of it was that it happened voluntarily. Like, I could see someone getting their nostrils waxed against their will. Like, this is some sort of horrible hazing. We're going to hold you down and wax your nostrils. (laughs) I actually chose to do it. And to say I've lived to regret it would be the understatement of the early new year. So, again, are you Hembo? (laughs) Are you Cam? And are you, Bubba, willing no. to create a wager no. in which the stakes are the loser must have his nostrils waxed? Absolutely not. Hembo, please say no. I don't want to do it, but I think that watching Bubba have his waxed would give me more satisfaction <laughs> than, the, than the lack of satisfaction I would receive from receiving the waxing. I mean, I'll wax something. I mean, I Booger for some unknown reason made Nuno and I wax our backs a couple of years ago. When who he did? Booger, I remember Bo- that. Booger McFarlane. Booger Speaking McFarlane of- made you wax your back. Yeah. Speaking one of, of the Booger, let's was, get our nostrils. When he was waxed. filling in with Carlin on one of the shows in the summer when you were off, for, he went and got his back waxed for some unknown Booger reason. Booger did. Yeah, and he was like, "I loved it. You and Nuno should do it. I'll pay for you." Granted, he never paid us. But so Nuno and I just you went. You paid for your own back yeah, wax? we just got our backs waxed, and, <laughs> and that's what happened. But I actually don't have the, I have very little hair. So um, my legs are hairy, though. I'd be willing to do my legs. That's fine. I am not doing my nose for a bet. That's ridiculous. It's insane. It sounds incredibly painful. I would, it, it's dumb. I'll do okay. my legs for a bet if we need to. So I, I think we've all agreed. It will be done. It will be the wager stakes, and we will just figure out what the bet is tomorrow right here on ESPN Radio. Booga. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio or watch the show through the Watch tab on the ESPN app. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcast. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI 
to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.